Hey mama, my name's Diana Ballard and welcome to the Mom Training Podcast. Prior to becoming a mom, I realized that if I wanted to continue living a life of passion, adventure, and fulfillment, I needed to learn from people who lived that way while having a family. In 2012, I started interviewing any mom that would talk to me. After hundreds of interviews, I found a pattern that the moms who struggled less all had similar foundational skill sets, mindsets, and habits. I started Mom Training, our live workshops, and the Mom Training podcast to continue my research process in a way that included other moms and families. My goal is to help other moms increase their joy, love, and fulfillment by creating an environment where we can learn and thrive together. Come learn the skill sets and strategies for a happy home, peaceful relationships, inspiration to be your best self, and more than enough time to do what you love while enjoying your family. Welcome to the Mom Training Community, where we learn, cry, and laugh together as we navigate motherhood. I'm Diana, and I'm so happy that you're here with me. Hey, ladies, welcome to the Mom Training Podcast. Today, we have Tony Lowe with us, who teaches moms how to take care of their body postpartum. Not only does she teach about the core, about downstairs, about just making the mm-hmm. whole body align and feel better and fix the problems that may have happened during pregnancy or birth or what, you know, just what is left over that we need to still take care of as moms that sometimes we put up with. She is here to help moms to be able to feel better, fix these issues before they become real problems in the future as we get older. So Tony, welcome to the podcast today. Hello. Thank you for having me. Yeah. So today we're going to have Tony talk to us, us. our posture and about breathing and how being able to utilize those two tools can help us to decrease our stress, to make our, um, our experience with the holidays a lot more enjoyable. So we're going to kind of dive into that. So Tony, why don't you tell us a little bit more about yourself and about what we're going to talk about today? Sure. Uh, So I'm a postpartum corrective exercise specialist. And so I specialize with um, working with women to help to address any lingering issues in the postpartum. But no matter if I'm working with women or men or groups or, you know, really anybody again that will stop and listen to me. And um, I talk about posture and breathing very first thing because they're so, so, so important. Um, and oftentimes, you know, we think, well, I'm standing upright and I'm alive. So obviously I've got posture and breathing down, right? We can, we can do them, but we can function um, in poor posture and with poor, poor breathing. And there are two such simple and easy things that we can start to incorporate that really help us to, like you're saying, like to be able to calm ourselves and just really have more control over the situation, whatever it is that we're doing. So whether it's, you know, we're doing postpartum exercise, getting posture and breathing on board really helps to have more control over that situation. But then also if you're dealing with a stressful situation at work or with the kids, or if you're standing in line, you know, Christmas shopping, and, or you're listening to the, you know, the family member that's just droning on and on and on, and you can't get up and get out of the conversation, you can still have control over your posture and your breathing and make it just a little bit more, um, able to get through it until you can go and get yourself out of the conversation. Yeah. Very interesting. So tell me a little bit about the posture 
because mm -hmm. I've heard about the breathing and how it can relax you and taking deep breaths can really calm your entire body. Tell us about the posture. I'd love to hear mm -hmm. what that does for us. Yeah. So the posture, you know, it's interesting too, because we're on our phone so much and we're on the computer and on the desk so much. And, or we are, you know, when we're pregnant and then the postpartum, we've got a little one. So we're, we're really being pulled forward. And so as we kind of sit back into our posture and we come nice and tall through our necks, so we bring our chin in, which is the opposite of that text position, you know, of being on our phone, our chin ch tends to jut out. Well, as we get our chin pushed in a little bit and everything's a little bit more lined up, then you start to feel a little bit more of that breathing through your abs, through your low back and through your pelvic floor. So when everything's not lined up, we can get, you know, kind of the diaphragmatic breathing that you may have heard about, get into the belly, but we're often not going to be able to hit all the muscles in all the right positions that we really want to try to hit. Besides the fact, it just makes us more stronger just to be able to be in that nice lined up position with your head right over your neck and your ribs right over your pelvis. It makes the front and back side mechanics of our muscles work well together. Um, and that alone can send a message of safety to your spine, to your brain. And that is one of our first cues to our brain and to our body to be able to relax. And so that that's why I, you know, we, I, we, I really talk about them both synonymously, like they, they work so well together, um, the posture in the breathing. And so once you get into nice, proper posture, then you have more access to the muscles that you're looking to move with the breath. So a nice big expansion on the muscles on the inhale, and then just a slight contraction on the muscles on the exhale on the way out. Um, and those two things combined, doing it in good posture and getting all the muscles on board, really, it, it, again, it's just more of that signal of safety to the spine, to the brain, which helps you have more access to the peace and the calm and the, you know, control of the situation, whatever it is that you're in. Hmm. Okay. So when, so, so say someone works on their posture and they do their breathing, like go through like a breathing exercise for us and sure. tell us like how we can utilize that, like in those moments that are stressful while yeah. out and about with all the holidays and being around lots of people, like I'd love to know that. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and the, so the first one, the first key is really getting the chin in for the posture and that like my son and I are working out this summer. I'm teaching him how to, you know, lift weights and stuff. And I, I was literally just telling him earlier this week, you know, we've talked about the posture and the breathing and, and how it works when you're exercising. But I'm like, you really, every single time, every time you set up for the exercise, you have to consciously tell yourself to bring the chin in. I said, because there's just so much that we do that brings it out. So that's your first conscious choice is to bring the chin in. So your posture is in line. Just, just bringing the chin in brings us so much more in line. Sure. There's other little tweaks that we can do with the posture. Um, depending on the person, you know, we might shift things around a little bit, but just bringing the chin in, start there. You're going to feel so much more control and a little bit stronger through your whole body. And then I always tell people to practice the breathing at home, practice at night after the kids go to bed. So you've got less distractions and that once you practice it, even just a couple of times on your own, then it's easier to take out into the world, right? So you don't start practicing it as you're standing in line behind the annoying checkout person. You start practicing it at home. Again, just even a couple nights getting that good breathing in. So you'll put one hand on your chest and one hand on your lower belly. And when you breathe in, you're trying to get your lower belly, the hand on that lower belly to move out first. 
And then on the exhale, the same thing. So the lower hand on the belly is always the one that's moving first. So if you take a deep breath in, expand the lower belly, the hand moves, the hand on your chest can move secondly. And then as you exhale, you exhale from the lower belly and then push the last bit of the air out from the chest. And so oftentimes you might find that your breathing is in a reverse pattern of that. And so you just take your nice big deep breaths. This is where even laying down in bed, just bringing the shoulders down away from the ears, bringing the chin in again, will get, give you more access to being able to even change that breathing pattern. Um, but again, if you're doing it when there's not a lot of distractions, it's easier again to just be able to go, okay, wait a second. Now, what'd she say? Okay. Hand on the belly moves first on the inhale and on the exhale. And you get bonus points if you can get your pelvic floor muscles to move on the inhale as well. How do you do that? <laughs> it's really uh, focused concentration, again, doing it with no distraction. And it depends on the person. It can be really, really helpful to have something as far like a feedback. So if you're sitting on either a towel or like a medicine ball or a stability ball, um, something that has a little bit of give. So sit on that and do your breath and see if you can start to feel even just the tiniest bit of movement through the pelvic floor. It's not a lot of movement. We don't need to, it doesn't need to be a lot, but if you, I kind of think of the breathing as if you're blowing up a balloon, you know how the air goes down to the bottom of the balloon first, and then it fills in the rest of the balloon. That's how we want our breath to be working is that our inhale goes down to the pelvic floor first, and that's where our lower abs are moving first. And then it fills up the rest of your torso with the breath all the way up through the rib cage. If that sometimes, a you know, kind of visualizing a balloon or even taking out a balloon and there's even balloon breathing exercises that we can do that help to strengthen it, strengthen all those core pelvic floor muscles. Um, so the pelvic floor can be tricky. I really do recommend uh, pelvic floor physical therapy. I wish that all postpartum moms in, in like France and there's other parts of Europe, it's automatic that postpartum physical therapy comes after it's sometime in the, I think they have it for like the first year. It's just automatic part of the medical system. So hopefully eventually we'll move in that direction because it gives you awareness of the pelvic floor, really like how, how, what it even feels like to really get a contraction or an expansion and a contraction of those muscles. But with this breathing, that's our first one because we have to be able to relax a muscle before we can contract it properly. And so on the breath, everything relaxes on the inhale. So you've got the relaxation and then just kind of getting the notion, kind of getting the awareness of the opposite of that. So the little bit of a contraction on the exhale. Okay. I, I want to talk a little bit more about your pelvic floor therapy. So what is one of the biggest problems that you work with moms with, with that arena? Um, the, the biggest issue I think in the pelvic floor world is that oftentimes women think that they, if they are having, um, incontinence issues that it hundred percent means that their pelvic floor is weak. And so then they try to keep to do Kegels and Kegels and more Kegels and just keep throwing more and more Kegels at it. Right. And they're not getting better. And they're wondering why, why, what's going on? What's the problem? What, what's, what is stopping me from getting better? I'm doing all the things. Right. And that gets so, so, so frustrating where, there's actually a connection between our pelvic floor and our jaw and our stress and, and all of it. Really, really big connection. So there's an embryological connection between our jaw and our pelvic floor. They're actually um, formed right next to each other, like in utero. And then they obviously stretch and separate 
um, and become our, our glottis up in our throat and then our pelvic floor. But there's still a connection. And so when like when you're really clenching your jaw, your pelvic floor tends to uh, engage as well. So if you are working on pelvic floor work, I always say relax your jaw, relax your tongue off the top of your mouth, even though we want it there most of the time. But when you're working to try to get a relaxation through your pelvic floor, you actually take the tongue off the top of your mouth so that you can start to feel is there any kind of movement, any kind of expansion through the pelvic floor on the inhale? And so the the breathing, this is another reason why I start with the, the posture and the breathing, because the breathing can bring that awareness and the breathing is how we get a really good relaxation through the muscle. Then we know once you start to be able to access that, then we can start to determine whether it actually is a weak pelvic floor or overly tight pelvic floor. And if it's an overly tight pelvic floor, then just getting that breathing can oftentimes give you so much more control because you've gotten the stretch through the pelvic floor, right? It's amazing, isn't it? And then if it's a weak, in fact, weak pelvic floor, then you've gotten the relaxation and then we can properly teach the muscles how to contract on the breath with good posture and then doing the Kegels like that. So that's the biggest thing is that so many of us just think, I have a weak pelvic floor, I have a weak pelvic floor. And sometimes people do. There's absolutely, there are absolutely people that have pelvic floors, but because our pelvic floor holds so much of our attention, we actually tend to kind of veer towards more of an overly tight or imbalanced. Um, you know, if you have any kind of tearing uh, during delivery, sometimes there can be scar tissue. And then one side you're kind of disconnected to, and the other side then becomes overly tight or vice versa. Um, the, the scarring can sometimes cause that over tightness. So it really depends if you have scarring, that's again, where pelvic floor physical therapy, where somebody's actually doing manual release on the muscles can be really helpful. Uh, but if you don't have access to that, that's, I try to give people tools, you know, for like the person that's in rural Kansas that just doesn't have all of the practitioners, you know, that a bigger city might have, and they can't go to these things. What can you do? What do you have control over? in your body at all times. And that's getting nice, tall posture and getting the breath um, to work. You know, everything relaxes on the inhale and then contracts on the exhale. Those two things, if you start doing those, just see what kind of control you have over your body after you start implementing that. You know, I have never heard this. <laughs> yeah. I, and that yeah. it totally makes sense. Like it's such a cool, like to hear like how much our body is connected. Like I never would yeah. have thought that like our, my jaw and clenching my teeth would affect yeah. my pelvic floor. Yeah. And you know, sometimes when we're stressed, you might find yourself grinding your teeth or, or holding your jaw really tight. Cause you're stressed out. And it just makes me wonder like how many other muscles, like all the way down um, are being good at the same, yeah. at the same time. Absolutely. Absolutely. Through your rib cage, like all of, you know, it's just, it's all connected, you know, really deep internally, it's all connected. And then it's also connected on externally with our fascia, like our skin to our muscles. Like there's, there's a, so many millions of connections. Um, and so, yeah, it's so, and it's, you know, some people believe that our tongue pressed up against the top of our mouth actually helps to keep our organs in our pelvic floor because there's that little bit of tension that's always there that we want there. But again, when you're working to actually like, what is that feeling I'm supposed to be feeling in my pelvic floor and to get a relaxing, that's why we bring the tongue off the top of the mouth. So you can kind of get rid of that resting tension and see what you're actually working with as far as what you're able to feel when you expand and, and contract. It's oh, amazing. No, the body man. is just amazing. Isn't it? The body is just amazing. I say that all the time. 
Wow. Yeah. Okay. So I, I want to tie this all in here with, with our posture and our breathing, like learning how to do that, not only is going to help us feel less stress, Mm-hmm. but it's also going to literally relax our entire core throughout our pelvic floor. Right. Relax and contract, right? And then a healthy muscle can do both, can relax and contract at will. So once you're able to on the, so on the inhale, everything has to kind of expand a little bit. So that's like a, a think like a relaxing of the muscles. And then on the contraction, it has to go the other way. You're blowing the air up and out of your body all the way out. And so the whole body works to contract to kind of push the air up and out of the body. And so that is how you're working the muscles to get online. But then yes, with that deep breathing that goes all the way down into the lower belly and the pelvic floors, that's when you kick on the parasympathetic system that relaxes the whole relaxes the whole nervous system. And on a relaxed nervous system, that is when you're best able to reteach the muscles to do what you want to do at will. Which is again just the beauty of how the body works like, okay. to get you in a nice calm state. Yeah. yeah. So, so do you usually you have moms sit or stand when they do this? Like when they're first position for them to sit in or stand, like honest, obviously we, when we're out in public, we can't be like, hold on, I got to sit down a second, like cross-legged and, you know, <laughs> do this really quick, you know, exactly. so, but the practicing at home specifically, yeah. like, what do you recommend moms do? That is a great question. I'm so glad you asked because I do recommend that you start laying down because as soon as we sit upright, even just sitting up in a chair, some of our compensatory muscles start to fire up. And so if we have any um, dysfunction already in place or any knots or anything that the body is not communicating well, um, as soon as we sit up, some of that stuff already fires up. So it is best to do it to begin with laying down because you've got more of your muscles in kind of a relaxed state. So you're better able to feel the the changes in them when you're looking for the movement of the relaxing and the contracting. So get good at it laying down. I typically tell moms 10 breaths or 10 minutes. And so often because it kicks you into the parasympathetic system, they don't make it to 10 minutes because they're asleep. <laughs> that's okay. If you fall asleep, it's because you need the sleep. So that's perfectly fine. If you get five breaths, 10 breaths, that's fine. Or if you can do it up to 10 minutes, then great as well. Um, Just getting those nice big deep breaths, really use the external stimulation. So the hand on the belly and the the lower belly and the hand on the chest and trying to get the timing of that. There's also a ton of like YouTube videos for diaphragmatic breathing. Um, They don't all link in, although more of them do now link in like nice and tall through the neck, getting the posture and the breathing together. Um, But even when you're laying down, like try not to, if possible, when you're first starting, try not to be on like two or three pillows try to be as low and flat as possible, but then come nice and tall through the neck. Even when you're laying down, bring the chin in just a little bit, the shoulders come away from the ears. And then as the shoulders come away from the ears, then you, again, that's one of those things that you have more access to the lower abs moving. If you bring the shoulders away from the ears. You know, I've done a lot of meditating things and you know, a, a lot of, you know, you can think of this or have your mind blank or do things like that. I've never thought about focusing on keeping my entire body aligned Mm -hmm. all the way from head, literally to pelvis. Like 
I just think it's going to be a very interesting thing to experiment with because it is, it is like another form of meditating because it's focusing on one single thing, which is pretty much like your core, you know, you're focusing on connecting your body and letting it relax and contract and relax, yeah. and contract. And that's not something we do very often. That's not, you know, I think we get up and our bodies just function for us the majority yeah. of the time, right? They just, all the muscles somehow work. Like we're still able to eat and use the bathroom. And for most people, that is, that is what happens on a daily basis. But how cool is it to think about that? We can not only help our body relax, but also help all the muscles in our body function better by posture and breath. Yeah. It's amazing. Right. Well, and we can get up. Our body is so adaptable. Right. And so say you are in the postpartum and everything's a little bit weak, but you got to get up. You've got other little ones that you've got to go take care of. And while everything's a little bit still, you know, lax and, and maybe weak or even traumatized, your body will adapt into those positions, right. Into the, the, not the correct position, but it's going to go ahead because you got to get that other baby food. And so we do that. And then unless we start to correct out of it, and there's a number of different things, you can use massage, physical therapy, you know, a ton of different modalities that you can use, but you can also just work on your posture and your breathing and to getting the system to calm down again so that it'll listen to you being able to put the muscles back into the right alignment. And so it, you know, being able to work with it is just, just amazing. And then also you have this tool for forever, you know, that you can always work on getting nice and tall through the neck and being able to use the breathing because stress is going to happen. And you'll notice as you get stressed, then you're like, why is this happening? Why is my incontinence coming back? Or why am I feeling that hip pain that I haven't felt in for forever? Oh, okay, never mind. I've been stressed. Okay, let's see if I can calm it down and or give it a couple days, let the stress fall to the wayside, you know, or if you're got a cold and you've been coughing a whole bunch and putting a lot of pressure down against your pelvic floor, be a little bit kinder to yourself, understand sometimes it happens, but then you've got a tool when the stress is over, when the sickness is over to get back online. I love that part of it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and as we were talking about before we started recording, that the breathing and the posture is something we can control in a moment. Mm-hmm. We can't control the people around us. We can't control mm-hmm. long lines at the store. We can't control traffic. We can't control right. upset child that didn't get what they wanted or is very tired and overstimulated. Exactly. But what we can control and practice is keeping our body aligned with posture and breathing. And what a powerful tool to have in our toolbox of not only coping mechanisms, but also just to help our body function better. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And that, you know, around the holidays, you, things get busy, you get more tired, you maybe have more sweets or more caffeine so you can stay up later and go to that party. You know, there's a lot of stimulants that, that can make it a little bit harder to access all of that stuff just on a regular basis. So if it's something that you've practiced a little bit beforehand, then it's going to come a little bit easier to you when, you know, maybe you and your kids are both really tired because everybody's staying up a lot later than they normally do. Or, or you've been sitting at, you know, if you're able to avoid going out shopping and getting stuck in traffic, but you're doing online shopping and you're kind of hunched over the computer and still getting irritated, maybe technical issues or whatever, 
you still, no matter what, like you said, it's a tool that you can always use to kind of bring yourself back to center, to grounding, take a deep breath, maybe step away from the computer. Or I like to say, like, if you are out shopping and you're stuck in traffic, traffic is a really good time to be able to reset in between the stores, right? To kind of work on the posture, especially in the car. I like to, because, you know, I say the lower belly for the breathing, but we also want the ribs to be moving and the pelvic floor. So it's 360 degree degree breathing. So on the inhale, everything expands just a little bit. And in the car can be really helpful to feel the lower back expand. So that can be a trick. Um, sometimes even when you're laying in bed, you don't feel the lower back expanding. You're like, that lady was crazy. I'm, I can feel the pelvic floor. I can feel the lower, the lower abs. I can feel the ribs, but there's no movement through my back. I have found that sitting in a car, that's where, cause you've got kind of that lumbar support. So it's just something you need a little bit of feedback to see, oh, wait, no, wait a second. It is moving here. I didn't think it was, but in fact, it is moving a little bit. Um, so using the in between the stores can be helpful to kind of reset and go, okay, I've got control over this again. Well, and what I love about that is, I mean, I know every mom that I know is looking for ways to, I don't know if I really like the term multitask because you can't really do more than one thing at once. You're usually focusing on one and getting pulled to another. Like it just doesn't, you got to just yeah. do one thing. Right. But I guess the best thing that moms are looking for is how to be efficient with our time yes. and with our energy and with our efforts. And so I love your idea of in the car, in traffic, I can guarantee that moms are in the car for a couple hours a week, at least Yeah, going to and from taking kids to school, to activities, to the grocery store, to the gym, to wherever else, the playground, wherever else they're going, Yeah, they, they they're in the car. And so, you know, the, the laying down, I love to start out, to be able to learn and start to feel your body. But mm-hmm. if a mom's like, I don't even have time to lay down. Well, there are other right. options, like start trying to practice while you're driving in your car and, you know, don't fall asleep, obviously. Right. <laughs> Always make safe choices when driving. If you can do it at stoplight, stop signs or the pickup line, right. the pickup line for right. school pickup. That's a great one right before the kids are back and everything gets crazy again. I love it for that. Yeah. But even just a couple breaths, you know, if you are just feeling stressed and stop at that stop sign or the stoplight, or just being able to take a couple moments to connect with yourself again, because honestly, that's really what's happening is you're connecting your whole body back to yourself. You're intentionally connecting. And so yes, our body runs on autopilot, but can we like jump in there every once in a while and notice, Hey, I see you. I see you're moving. I see you pelvic floor. Like I can feel you relaxing and contracting or my back against the seat. Like, I love that because I honestly feel like that's what we as humans need more of in general is just connection with ourselves and with each other. But I mean, we first have to start with connecting with ourselves to then be able to connect better with others. So, you know, I, I love that your, your main focus is for the pelvic floor, but I think what you've taught here is something that people can use on a daily basis to help their life be better and to decrease, decrease their stress and truly connect with what matters, which is our bodies and loving our bodies. And, um, 
Yeah. So that is, that's super cool. Um, before we close, I would love to hear what one of your favorite holiday traditions are. Um, gosh, you know, one of the ones that has like stuck around, like ever since I was a kid is putting the manger scene out. Like it's, it's something that I've taught to my son and like my grandma used to do it. And hers was really ornate. Like, you know, hers was one that like took the whole top of one of those big, huge TVs that used to sit on the floor and we'd put out the cotton that was like the snow and like a fence line and all the little animals. Um, so my major scene is a lot smaller, um, but still it's something that's a, a, a tradition that I like to do with my son. That's awesome. And how old is your son? He is 13 now. So I don't know how much longer he'll be up for that. Yeah. <laughs> I got him to do it last I hope year. He'll, I hope he'll last all the way through living with you because it's, <laughs> it is those traditions that bring the family together and hopefully, you know, it continued on for you from your family. And so, yeah. I mean, traditions are amazing. So thank you so much for sharing your tradition with us and also for teaching us this wonderful tool for us to be able to utilize during this holiday season and there are so many benefits for it and yeah. something that we can do for a very short time daily or a couple times a week, or, you know, to be able to practice and be able to utilize it in stressful moments. And so thank you for sharing your wisdom with us. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. It's so, so like, you know, like you said, it's just so important to, to learn these simple, easy things that we can do. So I'm so excited that you gave us a chance to talk about it. Yeah. Thank you. And ladies, I hope that you have been able to really hear how cool this really is that we can utilize our posture and our breath to have a little bit of control in moments when we don't have control of everyone else around us and the circumstances around us. So I hope that you'll practice this. Go lay down in your bed today, go do the 10 breaths or 10 minutes. If you fall asleep, you needed it. And just try to connect with your body so that as you go about this holiday season, you will be able to feel good about the season, enjoy it and have it be stress-free as much as possible. <laughs> so I uh, hope you have a great rest of your day, ladies. And we'll see you next Tuesday on the mom training podcast. Hey mama, thank you so much for hanging out with me and letting me be a part of your day. If you'd like to see how I apply some things that we talk about, tips, some mom humor, or just to connect deeper. Follow me on Instagram at Diana Ballard live. If this episode or any episode was helpful for you, please consider leaving me a review on Apple podcasts. It's literally the lifeblood for a podcaster and it helps me so much. If you'd like to learn more about me or mom training and how we can help you implement more things you learn here on the mom training podcast, to make life flow smoother, to be more fulfilled and create and protect what you love, head to dianaballard.com. There are free downloads, online programs, our mom training membership with our monthly workshops and other resources to help you create the life you want. Thanks for tuning in. Know I'm always rooting for you and believe in you. I am Diana Ballard and this is the Mom Training Podcast.